You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you can join me. This is going to be a great show because we have Mae McCarthy with us, and she's going to be talking about the Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. This is wonderful because if you are a business person or you are trying to get leads or you're trying to just make more money, let me tell you, this is the secret to your success. She is phenomenal. Let me just read some of her bio. Since 1982, Mae McCarthy has helped to start and grow six successful companies as large as $100 million in annual revenue. She serves on business, philanthropic, arts, and university boards. May has become successful by implementing, and this is very important, spiritual principles into her ventures. And it is a passion to pass her knowledge on to others. She is the author of the best-selling book, The Path to Wealth, and her newest, latest, fantastic book, The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. Oh my goodness, get ready because you're going to understand what it really means that you can be successful, you can have the freedom that you want in every area of your life if you just do seven simple steps daily. You can even release the stress because you are connected to that CSO. And you don't know what the CSO is? Well, stay tuned because you're going to find out. So I just want you to enjoy this wonderful interview. You're going to love it as, as, as much as I enjoyed hearing it from May. So with that, let's take a fast break and we'll be right back with May McCarthy. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. And we are back. Hey, I want to let you know of a great program on the Law of Attraction in Virginia Beach at the renowned Edgar Casey's Association of Research and Enlightenment, better known as ARE, coming up on February 6th through 8th, 2018. It is showcasing some incredible people. And if you're in the area, then you just can't miss this. And even if you're not in the area, then travel there and spend a week because there's so many things to do at ARE, including a health center and spa, bookstore, free activities. And you can even visit the historic Casey Hospital, just to name a few things. But I must tell you about this incredible Law of Attraction event they're having. It's all about understanding and applying the universal laws for abundant living. And you're going to learn new ways to create a dynamic life filled with confidence, enthusiasm, vitality, and all 
by using life-changing principles found in the universal laws, co-creative forces, and even more important, it will reveal what Edgar Casey's reading stated on how to co-create. There are some incredible speakers. I've just got to mention them. It features intuitive Radley Valentine, who is a best-selling Hay House author of How to Be Your Own Genie, Manifesting the Magical Life You Were Born to Live. And Radley is a huge international speaker, and he's going to be teaching how to turn adversity into a blessing. And then there is Cindy Griffith, a psychic, metaphysical teacher and Huffington Post blogger, and she is also an author of Soul Soothers, Many Meditations for Busy Lives and How to Grow Your Spiritual Business. She's an extremely popular speaker at ARE. She is amazing, and she channels. Oh, my goodness, it is so great. And then there is Dr. Garland Landreth, PhD, who's actually been on my show a few times. Now, Dr. Landreth, whose research was cited in the movie What the Bleep Do We Know?, as well as by Deepak Chopra and Neil Donald Walsh, is a cutting-edge quantum field psychologist and energy healer who combines quantum field love flow technology with tapping on acupuncture points, enabling you to clear out subconscious blocks that hold us back from living our dreams. He will be teaching you the energy techniques hands-on in his presentation designed to increase your intuitive and psychic skills. How cool is that? And for those who cannot travel to Virginia Beach, now pay attention because this is really cool. There is a live stream on Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that you can watch from home. It's featuring Mitch Horowitz, who's widely known voice of esoteric spirituality. Mitch Horowitz is a Penn award-winning author of books and especially the positive metaphysics of Edgar Casey. Mitch is talking about how to make a miracle, what Casey and the universal laws teach us about our surprising potential. Hey, listen, I've got to tell you, you've got to go to this event. Remember, you can go and attend the live stream right from the comfort of your home. For more information about this event and to sign up for Friday night's live stream event on how to make a miracle, go to edgarcasey.org slash events and look for Law of Attraction event on April 6th through 8th. That is where you can sign up for the live stream on how to make a miracle. Have you ever wondered what Edgar Casey? thought about the law of attraction? Well, he thought a lot about it, and he has taught it for over a hundred years. So go there and check it out. Well, welcome, Mae McCarthy, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so delighted you could be with me today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. You know, you are so adorable in the last issue. Well, actually, the last couple of issues of Law of Attraction magazine. And you just are a beautiful writer. And the articles are fantastic. And it's all geared to empowering us to get back our freedom. You know, all I do do is help people to remember to remember what they already know. So, but you're going to help us remember what we already know, too. Truly. Because actually, we get so tied up in day-to-day things that we tend to forget the real purposes of living. And I think that's what's so wonderful about your new book, because you're talking about gratitude, and you have the gratitude formula 
book, which is fantastic. And you actually have a seven step success system to create a life that you love. Now, that's what you are reminding us about what life is about. So it's very powerful. Yep. We, uh, you know, one of the things that I find is that people forget that they've used systems to achieve success their whole life. And they are incredibly powerful. I mean, think about when you learn to read or, or ride a bike or drive a car. I mean, you had to put in some elements of repetition and believing it was possible and working at it every day and maybe even making what you want familiar and welcome by seeing other people doing it so that you started to believe, wow, if they could do it, I could do it. So people have already proved how powerful they are in achieving goals. In fact, many of your audience members probably drive home from work and don't remember large parts of their drive home because they've mastered that skill. So what I help people to do in the gratitude formula is recognize that they can achieve any goal that they want, that success is simply a system. It's not a secret. It's not reserved for only a few. And I've proved it building seven different companies to as large as 100 million in annual revenues. They can do it too. But you're teaching people that they don't have to get frustrated. They don't have to get uh, down and out. They don't have to get so stressed. And I think that's the techniques that you are teaching through the power of gratitude because that brings you back to being centered. Am I correct? Well, that's part of it, but I'm also teaching them that they don't have to do it all by themselves. Ooh. They can partner with the divine. They can partner with that all-knowing power of the universe, that divine intelligence to help guide them and direct them to take steps to achieve goals that are beyond the rational mind. I mean, really, things start to shift when you use gratitude and this success formula outlined in the gratitude formula to focus on every single day your completed goals with gratitude. And then this wonderful divine intelligence that shows up as intuition, some people call it synchronicity, other people call it miracles, call it what you want, but it will show up to point us in the right direction. Well, you talk about an CSO. So what exactly is a CSO? Well, for me, it's that characteristic of spirit that's the ultimate advisor. You know, I'm a believer that we're all part of one. There's a divine intelligence and a creative uh, nest in this universe, and we're all part of this, different individual expressions. But there's a, we refer to this wonderful creative power in lots of different names. You know, we might call uh, by characteristics like truth or power, or universe, or divine intelligence. So I decided, as a CEO who surrounds myself with people whose advice I value in my C-suite, I decided to give spirit a title. And as I have a chief financial officer in my company that advises us on the financial health of our company, a chief information officer that advises us on the technology that we should use and that our products should have, and CMO, a COO, I decided to give Spirit a title and I called it the CSO or Chief Spiritual Officer. Oh, I like that. In fact, what I did was I ended up putting the CSO at the top of my org chart so that I, as a CEO, reported to it. And you can imagine what my employees said. I mean, they're like, is this a man? Is this a woman? You know, <laughs> do we get to meet them? And my response was simply this, that the CSO is a symbol of why we're going to be a miracle-making company if we do our job in the partnership. And our job is to figure out what it is that we want, Describe it as though it's already complete with gratitude. Be grateful for it in advance. If you have a customer that's really upset, be grateful that your customer is calm and feels that there's a fair exchange of value between our companies. If you have a problem that seems to be really difficult to solve, be grateful that it's easy and joyful coming up to a remarkable and wonderful solution where you get to use your skills and talents in great ways. If it's you know, some uh, co-worker relationship where there's strife, 
be grateful that there's harmony and peace in the relationships and together you're able to come up with innovative and creative ways to solve problems and uplift our whole company to serve our customers in a more valuable way. So my employees did that and the CSO did its job and ended up pointing us in the right direction. And in many of my companies, even as a small startup competing against Fortune 20 companies, mm -hmm. we became market share leader in every one of them. I have a feeling that's because you are there to serve your customer and you're going back to the old adage that the customer is always right. In other words, you're putting them as priority, whereas the other corporations are really looking at the dollar amount no matter what and discarding the other important factor. Well, I'll even go one step further, Jules, because what we did was we always worked to facilitate a fair exchange of value. Mm. And we also identified stakeholders in our company that needed to be served, not just our customers, but on the back of every one of my employees' business cards was their job description. Ooh. We all had the same job. Every one of us had the same job. We had different skill sets. We had software developers and technicians and things like that, salespeople, but every one of us had the same job, which was to work towards the success of our coworkers, our customers, our suppliers and vendors, and our world. And if we did that, we would be successful in return. And we, that. That, we lived that. Um, and it was evident our customers appreciated it. They were shocked that that everyone had the same job, which was just to work towards their success. And our coworkers absolutely loved working for us. I never had the kind of churn that you have at someplace like Amazon. I mean, our, our coworkers loved working for our company. They felt valued and appreciated. So we, we went really out there to make sure that we took care of all of our stakeholders, including our community and our world. I love that. And, and I also remember your first article where you were talking about your S, um, CSO as an intuitive. That's, your in, that's how you're connecting intuitively. So you're getting your decisions. Right. Uh, so everything. So your job in this partnership with the CSO is to figure out what you want, describe it with gratitude as though it's already done. Every single morning, you're going to have a meeting with your CSO to do a goal planning meeting. And then throughout the day, your CSO's job is to give you leads. And often those leads will come in intuition, a gut instinct, a strong thought to do something, to go somewhere, to contact someone, um, maybe a message through somebody else or an external sign. But your CSO will give you guidance and direction to take steps. You're, you then either take the step, or if you feel unsure, just ask your CSO for another lead. Eventually, you'll get one, and you will be guided to complete whatever goal it is that you have pretty easily and miraculously. But the key is to sit down every morning and every. talk to the CSO. Yeah, so that, because if you don't ask for help, how are you going to get it? Your, your mind is just not open to it. Right. And that idea of revisiting your goals on a daily basis is what impresses your subconscious mind so that more possibilities get illuminated throughout the day for you to take steps. I mean, whether somebody else programs your brain or whether you program it yourself, you're still going to find that you pay attention to whatever happens to come in. So why not? Why not treat yourself to this wonderful gift of programming your brain for success rather than program letting the world program your brain for you know doomsday stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah absolutely uh that's brilliant i love that you said it so well and so this is what your book your newest book is all about the gratitude right Right. So the gratitude formula has the, the daily practice written in it, but we also go into how the brain works because we are going to find any of your audience that decides to pick up the book and try the practice out, they're going to be able to achieve some goals pretty quickly. I mean, it's going to be almost miraculous. It's right. going to be just amazing. 
but then they're going to start to have some proof and want to achieve even bigger goals. Sometimes it's difficult to shift our beliefs unless we understand how our brain works. So in the gratitude formula, we also go into how your brain wants to protect you. And in an, in an effort to try and protect you from disappointment, when you have a goal that's bigger than anything that you've had before or different than anything you've had before, our brain sometimes seemingly puts the CSO on mute so that we can't notice those intuitive messages. And it's, it loves us. It's just trying to protect us. So I go into how we can shift our beliefs, how we can take those neural pathways that we've already strengthened for these other beliefs in the I can't and, and starve those and shift it so that we're now walking and, and, and thinking about and talking about these new possibilities and strengthening a different neural pathway that's more in line with the goals that we want. See, what we have to do is if we have a goal here, we have to get our beliefs to be on par before we can get that flood of intuitive information coming in and easily recognizable. So I help people to do that in the gratitude formula and to make what they want familiar and welcome. We also talk about purpose and how valuable purpose is, not only in giving you some motivation and excitement for your work and the use of your skills and talents, but if you're a business owner or a manager, identifying a purpose for your company and having all your stakeholders buy into it actually will translate into more profits. I believe that. And that's what's hard as a business owner to achieve the buy-in, at least for me, because I have this glorious mission <laughs> and I live it and I love it. And I love the, my radio network. I love my magazine. I absolutely love it. But how do I give that to my salespeople and my employees? How do I, how do I give my enthusiasm to them? Well, what is your purpose? What's your magazine? Why does your magazine exist? Because I am empowering people to know that they can create anything that they want to create in a spiritual scheme of things, that we are so much more than what we were taught to believe about ourselves. We are powerful. We can do anything. And so that's what makes me excited. Yeah. So when your salespeople know why your company exists versus what your company does, when they really buy into the why that your company exists, they'll get as excited as you. For instance, in my last company, what we did was we manufactured um, software. We created software and teamed it up with giant pieces of equipment. We installed it into hospital pharmacies so that we could automate the drug distribution process across the whole health system. Wow. We also enabled barcodes to get on every single dose of medication so they could validate that it was the right medication for the right patient at the bedside. Okay. Safe. That's what, that's what we did, but our purpose, the why that our company existed was to save lives. That's why we existed to save lives. And same thing with uh, companies like Kellogg's. We know what Kellogg's does, right? Mm -hmm. Kellogg's manufactures and distributes food products. Right. But you want to know what they say their purpose is? No, to nourish families so they can flourish and thrive. Imagine going to work at a manufacturing plant, a kind of a repetitive, mundane job, right? And you know that the reason you're there is to nourish families so they can flourish and thrive. Aren't you going to be more excited? Aren't you going to be more engaged? Yeah. And I'm not the only one that believes that. Ernst & Young did a study. Um, they actually did funded a study, and they were able to publish it in the Harvard Business Review. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they surveyed almost 500 CEOs of major corporations. 
those that had clearly defined purpose statements and were able to articulate it and get their stakeholders to buy into it found that they were more profitable. And the reason that they were more profitable is because the stakeholders were excited. They were passionate about the why that the company existed. And accordingly, they came up with all sorts of innovative ideas. I mean, my software developers came up with such creative ideas to help save lives, much more so than what they would have developed just to manage inventory. There's a, there's, a, there's a difference, and I know that there are hundreds of thousands of dollars that are spent by corporations to bring in professionals to help engage employees, you know, because a lot of employees, I mean, the statistics show that employees might stay at work for eight hours, but they're only really working half the time right. because they're not engaged. So lots of money is, is put into trying to motivate employees to be more engaged. Well, I tell you, if they buy into your purpose, they're going to get more engaged and your company is going to be able to bless all of the stakeholders in a much more meaningful and wonderful way. So you do that first with gratitude then? Well, gratitude is part of it. Gratitude is part of the formula um, to put us in that receptive state. It gives you lots of health and wealth, well-being benefits, of course. But when you're in a grateful state and you're happy, dopamine's released in your brain, you know that. And one of the things that that's shown to do is help us to focus and notice more possibilities throughout the day. And what we wanna do is be in a receptive state so that we can see our partner, the CSO, giving us intuitive leads to take the next step. I'll give you an example. Okay. You know, our rational mind is a really interesting thing. It tries to talk us out of stuff. But our intuitive mind is a gift, as Albert Einstein said. And in 1994, I was writing down every day in my goal planning meeting that I was so grateful that I am physically fit and trim and toned and energetic and a healthy body that easily moves through life. Well, I have this strong thought of my sister's face in my mind's eye. And what that meant was I needed to contact her. I didn't know why. I didn't know what goal was being worked on. I just know that that's how my CSO guides me. So I stopped by her office because I was close by and she was really happy to see me because she had a computer problem that I could help her fix <laughs> for free. So here I am at her desk and she notices this very tiny, tiny little dot on the outside of my right leg and asked me what it was. Well, I was raised in Hawaii and I have a lot of freckles. So I told her it was a freckle. I mean, it's just this teeny, teeny little dot. And she said she didn't feel that it was a freckle and asked that I see her dermatologist. And I was just about to tell her, don't worry about it. I've always had it. It's never grown, which is the truth. And my gut hurt. That's another way that the CSO gives me intuitive messages. So I, you know, didn't listen to my rational mind. I went ahead and went with my gut and I made the appointment. At the doctor's office, the doctor said, May, this is um, nothing to worry about. It's too small. You can leave. Go home. Don't worry. Sleep well. All is right. And I was raised by a doctor who told me, my dad said, doctors are always right. So I had this very strong belief and I was just about to he heed the doctor's advice and my gut hurt again. So now I had to choose. And I had to show courage, like Steve Jobs said, to follow my heart and my intuition versus my rational mind that was saying, listen to the doctor. So I said, doctor, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but you need to cut that off and uh, have it diagnosed. I came back a week later to a diagnosis of cancer, malignant melanoma, Clark's level three. So because it was caught so early, I only had to have that simple surgery done. And I've been cancer free ever since. But that's how it works. And your rational mind is always trying to talk you out of it. And your intuitive mind always wants to give you directions. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't understand one of the directions, all I had to do was ask for another lead. And when you get a lead and take a step, you don't even know what goal is being worked on 
I mean, if it was when I contacted my sister and stopped by, maybe she had a good book for me, which would have been consistent for my recreation goal. Maybe she wanted to go to lunch, which would have been consistent with my, you know, harmonious relationships goal. Maybe she had a lead for business for my company, which would have been consistent with my finance goal. I mean, I didn't know what goal was being worked on. All I get is one lead and I get to take one step at a time. And that's why we have to show courage to do that. But it gets easier and easier to do over time. Your audience did not learn how to ride a bike in a day. No. <laughs> they had to do it over and over and over again. And now they probably get on bikes and don't even think about what it is they're doing. They just do it. Same thing will happen with this practice. So let's go on to um, the business leads um, and how, what is the strategy? I know that you just said, you know, listen to your intuition, your CSO, and how do you, how do you know that that's your intuition or that's just you're a listening, thought. A thought, your imagination, yeah. what, what's, you know. Well, if you're unsure, if you're unsure, then just ask for another lead. Just okay. CSO, if that's from you, give me another lead and you'll get one. What you're not allowed to do anymore is nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And, and it's really, it's uncanny how your rational mind tries to jump in to talk you out of paying attention to intuition. Because our rational mind wants to understand not only every possible step that we could take to achieve a goal, but it also wants to know every possible outcome that could come from every possible step. And if it doesn't like any of those in an effort to protect us and keep us safe, it advises us to do nothing. And people are not allowed to do nothing anymore with this daily practice. And it's really not that difficult to do. I mean, I travel... God, when I'm starting up a business, I can travel as much as 200,000 miles a year. And I have a routine. I get off a plane, I get my bags, I get my rental car, I go to the hotel. I drop everything off. Then I hop back in my car and I go to the closest grocery store that, to pick up water and protein shakes and things I need for my stay. Well, one of my goals in my last company was a minimum or more of $400,000 by a particular date. Thank you, CSO, for the minimum or more of $400,000 by a certain date so that we can grow and expand our business to serve more customers who are blessed with this technology that enables them to help save more lives. I'm so grateful that we have the opportunity to do this. Okay, so that's one of my goals. And I find myself in Cleveland in the car ready to go to a grocery store that I know is five minutes away. I mean, I've been to this town before. So I know grocery store five minutes away and I have this very strong thought of a grocery store that's 15 minutes away. That doesn't make any sense. And my rational mind wanted to tell me that and it starts chiming in. May, 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 may. What are you thinking? It's nine o'clock at night. You shouldn't be driving across town at Cleveland at nine o'clock at night when there's a perfectly good grocery store five minutes away. Oh, and let me remind you, your appointment is at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. That's five o'clock in the morning, Seattle time. If you don't get a good night's sleep tonight, you're gonna to be too tired for your appointment. Just go to the closest grocery store. Can you identify with that? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what our, that's what our rational mind does. Yeah. So you have to figuratively stomp your foot and say, hey, CSO, if this lead is from you, give me another lead. That allows that intuitive mind that Albert Einstein talked about to chime in, and mine did. And it said, well, it's true, it's nine o'clock at night, May, but that's six o'clock in Seattle. It's too early for you to go to sleep anyway. And who knows, maybe everything you want will be on sale. Just make the drive. <laughs> so I did. As I'm walking into the grocery store, there's a guy walking out at exactly the same time who I recognized. He was a potential large customer that I met at a trade show six months before. Oh my goodness. He was not returning any of my phone calls or emails for an appointment. And here we are face to face. 
Well, we strike up this nice conversation and he asks about the growth of our company and, and you know, who I'm in town to see and that sort of thing. And he said, look, while you're in town, why don't you come by and make a presentation to our group? Well, that led to another and another and a contract worth over $400,000 oh in the time frame that I wanted. This is how intuition and divine intelligence works to help us. It doesn't make rational sense. It doesn't make rational sense, but your gratitude formula does. Yes. So can you talk about your formula? You have seven steps. Yes, I can. <laughs> well, the first step is to, the very first step is to recognize that you have to set aside about 25 to 30 minutes every morning, every morning to do what you're required to do in your morning meeting. This is where you meet with the CSO who is gonna guide you and direct you every step of the way to achieve your goals. So you have a goal planning meeting. So in the daily practice, there are also seven steps. And that's the first step in the gratitude formula is to do the daily practice. Okay. And the second step is to make what you want familiar and welcome in your life. And what I mean by that is go out and read some stories about other people who have achieved the kind of success that you want to achieve. As you start to believe what, that what they're doing is something that you can do, you're elevating your belief to be on par with what you want. That's the second step. And I actually wrote all these out in a very, very cool little card, which I'm going to hold up for you. Oh, good. It's very, very neat. Okay. It's right here. Oh, you probably can't see it, but if any of your... There we go. If any of your um, audience wants to have one of these, they could just... Uh, send a note on via the my website and I'll be happy to send it to you. So definitely um, make what you want familiar and welcome. The, the other step is that you have to use the right words. You have to use powerful words to describe your completed goals with gratitude. You know, so often I hear people say, oh, I want to be out of debt or I want to lose 10 pounds. The goal in those statements is to be wanting. Well, you've already achieved it. You're already wanting. You don't need intuition's help for that. So you need to describe your goals as though they're already complete with gratitude. And what that will do is enlist, enlist your subconscious and your intuition to both show up to help point out possible steps for you to take to achieve your goals sooner. The other thing is to choose goals that are right for you. So often, because of our role in life or our job, there are certain things that we're required to do. You know, as a parent, as an employee, or a owner of a company, there are things that we absolutely always have to do that's required of us. But there are also things that other people ask us to do that aren't required of us. And sometimes when we go ahead and choose to do that, it, we build up a sense of, of resentment. You know, we, we will say yes to something and then we feel resentment. And when you're turbulent and resentful or unforgiving or stressed out or something, you can't hear your intuitive partner. You can't hear so, the messages that your CSO is sending you. So making sure that you really choose goals that are right for you. Um, rather than always choosing what other people want you to do. And then also recognize that it's your brain's love for you. Your brain remembers every time that you had a goal in the past that you did not achieve and how disappointed you were. And it loves you and it wants to protect you. And so it will put the CSO's messages on mute in an effort to keep you safe. So recognize that the only reason that some of your larger goals are taking longer 
is because it's taking longer to convince your brain that you're serious about achieving these goals. And as you use the daily practice on a repetitive basis, as you go out and make what you want familiar and welcome by reading other people's stories and meeting other people, you're shifting your beliefs to be on par with what you want. As soon as you get there, as soon as you believe it's possible, you don't know how it's gonna happen yet, but you believe it's possible, then your brain will take your CSO's messages off mute and you can uh, take steps to achieve your goals sooner. Also, be patient, be patient. Um, one of the steps is to be patient. So often people try to force things. You know, they try and force things to happen and, and what they do is risk failing again. And what happens when we fail? Our brain recognizes how disappointed we are and it immediately tries to protect us again and put the CSO back on mute. And then be disciplined. Um, your success is there's some times when your mental equivalence, because of what you've been told all your life, tries to pull you back to that old, familiar, limited place. You know, it, it, uh, I think Catherine Ponder called it chemicalization, where everything seems to be going wrong. And it tries to pull you back to an old, familiar place. I know this, this friend of mine, his name is Alex. And he grew up as sort of the runt of his family. He was um, bullied all his life. He's kind of a small, a smaller guy. And, and he just got in the habit of trying to remain as invisible as possible, even at his job. And after he decided to, uh, you know, read my books and, and begin using the success system, he thought, no, what I really want to do is be of great value to my company and, and to be appreciated and valued in return and to have a minimum or more of X number of dollars and to enjoy working with my coworkers and customers and suppliers and vendors and everyone related to our company. So he started speaking up. And oh my gosh, everything seemed to be a disaster. People, people were coming out of the woodwork to tell him, you know, there's no advancement uh, opportunities at this company. You're going to be stuck in this job um, and really making his life kind of hell. And what, was, what his rational mind was telling him was go back to being invisible. Go back to being that, that, that small person. Um, this other goal that you have is not the right goal for you. And he was really discouraged and ready to give up. And I asked him not to. I said, keep using the practice. Something's just right around the corner. Go out and meet some people that are, or read stories about people that went from nothing to something and, and, and learn that it's possible. And as you do that, you're going to see opportunities. Well, he was riding the bus back to his apartment one day. And he saw this sign sparkle, sort of, and he thought that was interesting, you know, the sign for a business sparkle. And the, about two weeks later, he was riding the same bus, and the bus broke down. So everybody had to get off, and some people could wait, you know, you could wait for another bus to come. And he thought, oh, I'll just start walking in the direction of my apartment. Well, there was that sign again. And he just felt this gut instinct to just go in and find out what they do. And he's talking to the receptionist, you know, to learn about the company. And this guy comes out from the back to talk to the receptionist as well and says, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so, who are you? And they introduce themselves and, and it's exchanged what Alex does. And the guy says, well, you know, why don't you come on back? And they sat and talked for a while. And the guy said, would you be interested in maybe applying for a job here? A month later, Alex got a new job where he got to be more powerful with more pay and he's working with people he really enjoys and they get to do stuff outside of work like Habitat for Humanity and he loves his more powerful life. Wow. But if, he would have, if he would have been impatient or succumbed to that natural pull back to his smaller self, he would have never gotten there. So he had to show discipline and keep up with the practice. And then finally, the seventh step is to discover your purpose and to live from it. You know, Wayne Dyer said that when he used to chase after money, he never had enough. Yes. And as soon as he started to live his life on purpose and give of himself, the floodgates opened.
Yeah. That's so true. So those are the seven steps. <laughs> I love that because your these steps help people to overcome their lack of self-esteem, the where they do go back, their mind is starting to protect them. They can overcome all limiting beliefs yeah. simply by using these seven steps. Yeah. You know, and it's not difficult. You don't need years in the psychoanalyst chair. You know, you nope. just need to do these seven little steps on a daily basis yeah. and change your life. Yes. It's that easy. I like that. I like that. I know the audience is perking up here and going, whoa, really? So put away the dollars for the psychotherapists and just <laughs> do these steps. You have to go get this book, The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create the life you love. Now, you also had another book that I thought was really terrific. And matter of fact, you featured that in the first article you did for the magazine. Can you remind us of that book? Because it, people need to read that one too. Sure. So The Path to Wealth, Seven Spiritual Steps for Financial Abundance was my first book. Yes. And it actually made it to bestseller status in personal finance. It's not a personal finance book, but this is just what I love about the universe. When the universe wants to get a message out there about how we should bring spiritual principles into the workplace, yes. they use books like mine. <laughs> I mean, universe uses books like mine to do that. So for that, I was very, very grateful. And that book is you know, if people are, the reason I wrote the gratitude formula is because people had so much success with the path to wealth with goals that they believed were possible. And, but those goals that were bigger than anything that they ever achieved before or different than anything they had experienced before really became a challenge for them. And they weren't able to, to get over the hump to be able to recognize that success is a system, not a secret, and no matter what their goal is, they can achieve it if they use the system. So that system in the gratitude formula is bigger and broader and, and really designed to help people um, elevate their beliefs to be on par with their goals. So I uh, like that, but I think it's necessary time to, to read both of them. Oh yeah. Well, Not you know, I was, one, but both of them, because I think they tie so well into each other that you're getting a lot of goal issues, goal setting issues with the wealth path. But this one, you're applying everything that you learned in that book yeah. in, by the gratitude system yeah. so so it's like they go hand in hand you have to buy both of them not just the one you know it's it's really interesting because we just did a book launch in manhattan this last weekend and we had a ton of people i mean uh, it was at the new york open center on 30th um 30th and madison and it was packed absolutely packed and so many people had come in on trains and even a couple of them had flown there who had already read both books oh, wow. and they were so excited to be able to to have questions answered and to be able to soak in a live presentation on the spiritual principles and and the comment i get most often from people who have read the books is thank you for putting so many stories about ordinary people using these principles to achieve their goals because I think now after reading their stories that if they could do it, I could do it. And there are lots and lots of stories in both books, different stories in both books that can encourage us to believe that this is success is not reserved for only a few people. All of us can achieve success in whatever measure we believe is possible. And these books can help people to do that. I'm really, really, I feel very, very grateful that I get the pleasure and privilege to do this kind of work. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you know what you're talking about here. So do people have to have the drive or do they have to develop the drive? You know, they're saying if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you've got to work and work and work. You know, that like you can't stop. You have to have that drive. Is that true or not? Well, if you're talking about entrepreneurs, um, entrepreneurs have characteristics that are pretty, pretty unique. You know, they, they are risk takers. Mm -hmm. They have passion and vision. They're tenacious. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't give up. They, yeah. they, they don't take, take no for an answer. I mean, they've got some clear characteristics that not everybody does. And thank God, because I tell you, my, I've had thousands of employees that have worked for my different businesses. And if I didn't have, and, and many of them are not the kind of risk taker that I am. They would not mortgage, second mortgage their homes and properties and put payroll on credit cards and things like that. They just wouldn't do that. That would terrify them. But they were incredibly passionate about their work and they loved being able to be supported in their work and have a steady paycheck and health insurance and things like that. So wherever people are in regards to their business life is different than everyone achieving the goals that they want. I believe that choosing to be an entrepreneur or not choosing to be an entrepreneur, you really want to do some careful self-evaluation on your level of risk-taking. But achieving goals for whatever your definition of success is, 100% of the people in the world can do that. We've already proved how powerful we are. We just forgot. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, uh, look at what you've accomplished. I mean, do you realize how difficult it is to learn to read or to learn a language or to ride a bike or drive a car or type on a keyboard? I mean, I, I've meet people now who can type faster than I can talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they've used all the same elements in these goal attainment techniques, except for one thing. And that's a reliance on a divine intelligence that is just absolutely there all the time. I mean, it's, it's almost like gravity. I mean, if I take a, a Ming vase, a quarter of a million dollar Ming vase, and I hold it in my hand and I let go, 100% of the time, it's going to drop to the floor and crash. Well, the use of our words, thoughts, and emotions and the pain and this, this, uh, divine intelligence that shows up as intuition are also 100% useful to us when we use them properly. So what I'm doing is helping people to use what they already have. It's not reserved for just a few. Every one of us have access to this and we can achieve whatever it is that we believe is possible in accordance with our decision of what success is. So that's a, uh, but being an entrepreneur, I, I really think people should do some self-examination on whether they've got the, the risk-taking characteristic to pull well, that one. That's if they want to make millions and millions of dollars, right? Even well, I know a lot of employees. I know a lot of employees that are making millions and millions of dollars. And that's they've got a, great steady, a steady gig. My, my salespeople in my last two companies, I mean, there were several of them. I paid over a million dollars a year. Wow. Yeah, they were good. So they good. don't, that, that's really neat. I like that. I like that. So you gave me for the first time a real definition of an entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to send you some other stuff that describes it. In fact, my second day, I had my book lunch at the New York Open Center. And then the next day on Saturday, I had a workshop from 10 in the morning until 530 in the afternoon called Conscious Entrepreneurship. It was an all-day workshop. It was fantastic. We had a big crowd and, and they did really great work. And we talk about conscious businesses and conscious entrepreneurship and business practical tools 
um, to build a viable and sustainable business. We talk about purpose and how important that is in discovering your personal purpose and your purpose for your company, as well as the spiritual tools for success that are outlined in my books. But this was a fantastic workshop. Great, great feedback on the surveys. Um, I, I'm going to definitely teach that one again. That was great. That sounds wonderful. And again, the, the difference between what you're teaching and what other entrepreneurs is that spiritual connection, that intuition that you're connecting so that you can get the leads, you can get uh, the direction, and you can basically relax with gratitude. You don't have to do it all yourself anymore. Yeah, you get to, you get, it's a lot easier. Life is just easier. It becomes a huge game when you allow your partner to do its job in the partnership and you just do your job. Wow. That is powerful. That was really, really, really great. Now you have some upcoming uh, seminars and workshops coming up, don't you? I do. Um, people can go to my website, maymccarthy.com. That's M-A-Y-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y.com. And on that website, there are a couple of videos about my books. There is uh, the first three chapters of each oh, of my yeah. books that people can download for free and do a little test drive on it. Um, on the events tab, there are events booked out for the rest of the whole year in lots of different cities around the country. And then also there are a whole bunch of free videos um, that describe you know, how to use these spiritual tools as a means for success. And you know, all of that's available for free. We also do a, a monthly free call. So anybody can call in and I'm happy to address any questions that they want about business, about spiritual practice. Um, I'm there, you know, for an hour uh, during each call and people call in from all over the world and I'm happy to stay on for an hour and address whatever people want to talk about. You are serving your purpose in that you're helping people to gain their freedom. Yeah. And that's, that's a pretty great place to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I love it. I love it. Well, I can tell, I can tell because you're so successful, but the key is again, our connection to the CSO. We yeah. need to do that. And including myself, even though I know better, but, you know, I need the constant reminder. That's why I'm so glad you came on today because you just inspired me to go even further. So I, I can't thank you enough. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to encourage everyone to go to her website, maymccarthy.com. I have a link below. You can't miss it. Go there, buy the books look at everything and um, just gain all of this knowledge. It's going to make your life so much easier with this newfound freedom that you have financial freedom, um, business freedom. It just gets easier. Yes. So many people ask me what my definition of wealth is, you know, cause when you hear the word wealth, you think of money primarily, but my definition of wealth is to be whole and complete lacking nothing in every area of your life. That's not just your finances, but your health, your relationships, your use of skills and talents in remarkable and fulfilling and satisfying ways, your recreation mm -hmm. and your spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what, if you're whole and complete, lacking nothing in all areas of your life, you are truly wealthy. And lacking in not any area of your life, that is the freedom. But yeah. you cannot achieve what you're looking for if you feel that lack to begin with. You have yeah. to get out of that. And the CSO is the way to get out of it. That's the only path. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, May. I thoroughly enjoyed this. And you're going to be doing another article for us in the magazine. And I can hardly wait to see it. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, much. Jules. All right. Take care.
Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.